This is a HeadGum Podcast. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. BiteClear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. We listen to Kirk Franklin and the family, and we're going to talk about it today on Good Christian Fun. I want to see Oh, Kirk Franklin, this song. Come on. (laughs) Let me hear it. Bob. Here we go now. You got me straight. Good morning, Garfield. Sleep well. Well, aren't we nasty today? Oh, John Arbuckle. (laughs) Nasty dude. Welcome to Good Christian Fun. I'm Kevin. I'm Caroline. And we're here to have Good Christian Fun. And well, aren't we nasty today? (laughs) I feel like you've seen me as a John Arbuckle type. (laughs) And you laugh because you know that that's true. I never even I never even considered it. And that's why you're so drawn to him <laughs> as a type, as a character. Not attracted to him, obviously. You think obviously. I'm drawn to him? I think you think he's really funny as like <laughs> a, a figure in the landscape of as pop culture. As a joke? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's why I keep sending you that picture of him bent over with his ass in the air looking that behind him. That is funny. <laughs> John yeah. Arbuckle. Ugh, where'd you find that? I had to go through a lot of videos to find that. Oh. That that's one from uh, like John Arbuckle makes like Thanksgiving dinner or something like that. Yeah. So when I asked you if you were busy last night, that was what it was. <laughs> okay. Good Christian <laughs> Fun is the podcast where we talk about Christian pop culture, like Christian movies, music, and entertainment stuff made by Christians, made for Christians, perhaps, mm-hmm. and enjoyed by everybody. Just kidding. <laughs> Uh, but we're not here to preach to you or make you go to church or make fun of you either for believing whatever it is you believe. No, sir. Unless you believe something bad. <laughs> your shepherd. <laughs> if you become dependent on her as your shepherd. Uh, we're just here to have fun. Caroline, how are you doing today? Oh, not great. <laughs> <laughs> I woke up sick today, but I'm here. I'm ready to rock. I'm hey. ready to kirk. Hey. And so if it just my voice sounds bad. Tune me out. I don't know. Here's the second <laughs> disclaimer I'll add to this. We do have some gentlemen on the roof of our recording studio. Our lot. That we rented out in West Hollywood <laughs> for a, a nominal fee. And there's some men that, uh, you know, they're listeners and they told us before the show that they love the podcast and that they might chime in from time to time <laughs> mm-hmm. with like various noises and sounds of stuff slamming or mm-hmm. being power washed or rolling across the entire roof or just various cords being dangled and jangled <laughs> hey there, there they, they are, are now see there they are shouts out guys it's like marley and marley there are kevin eubanks they will be punctuating <laughs> all of our jokes <laughs> that's their version of <laughs> yeah this is a good show it's a great <laughs> show. Good professional show. Ooh, and we need to talk about Kirk 
Franklin and the family, now just Kirk Franklin, mm-hmm. there was a lawsuit. I don't know who won because I stopped reading. <laughs> but let's just say, really, whoever wins, we lose. Yeah. Because they, they, I think they sued him for payments on New Nation Project. Okay. Because it, that was just like Kirk Franklin, the New Nation Project, like and they weren't yeah. credited. Yeah. I have some thoughts on this. Interesting. Well, let's get to your thoughts. But before we do, we're going to need some help from a very special guest to talk oh, about man. Kirk Franklin and the family today. Ladies and gentlemen, he's a comedian, he is a host, he is a podcaster. You may know him from the podcast Culture Kings. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Jackie's Neo. Listen at that! Listen at that perfectly timed out intro. Oh, try! I feel like I'm in church now. (laughs) It is a church song. Here Here it is. Here it goes. Everybody, get up! Get up out of your cars right now! Stop driving! Get out of your cars! Get out of your cars! I want you to get out of the 405. I want you to park your car on the 405. I want you to block an exit. I want you to pull a la la land. Everybody will understand. Everybody will understand. You're praising. I'm surprised we we haven't seen more car accidents caused by uh, La La Land cosplay. I feel like that will happen in the future. I feel like it should happen, (laughs) right? Uh, Jacques, welcome to the show. What's Thanks up, so guys? much for joining us. Thank you for having me. This Thank is like a, me. this is fun. I feel like this is a really nice way to start the day. We don't usually record this early. I know. But I'm sorry, guys. No, hey, no. it's all good. Listen. I listen. I want to fully let everybody know that it is solely my fault that we are recording <laughs> at 9:30 in the morning. I am going to Tell a screening. Everybody. I'm Ooh. going to a screening. Of us oh. with Jordan Peele doing the talk back afterwards. Oh, what? Uh, oh I my figured gosh. that was a good reason. That was Can you good sneak enough. us in yeah. your backpack? I, I mean, go. yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a big one. <laughs> We're seeing it tomorrow. <laughs> I know, there but not go. with Jordan Peele answering questions afterward. Yes. I can and read I'm the gonna Q&A have some later. questions. <laughs> yeah, I'll I, report back, guys. Excuse me, Mr. Peel, why was this so scary? <laughs> <laughs> That's my number one question. <laughs> well, anyone in Los Angeles who's gone to anything almost kind of like that sort of event where there's like a talk back or an interview afterwards or like some event at the Arclight knows the sheer terror that is produced in the heart when you see someone maybe a little off get up, take the microphone and say, I don't have a question, more of a comment. Yeah. <laughs> or they start with, so I'm a screenwriter. <laughs> and I feel like yeah. that Let me stuff. give you my opinion on Nightmare. your masterpiece. I mean, it, it happens everywhere, but yeah. gosh, there's a specific arc light sort of event where it's like, dear God. Yeah. I've never seen a Q&A start to finish go well. Sometimes there's some like gems or nuggets, but usually the people with the good questions have the sense enough to not want to raise their hand and make it about themselves. Right. And the people most compelled to do so, it's like an inverse, it's right. an inverse proportion with their the quality of their question. It's, it's a weird thing. I've only been to talkbacks of like friends shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, do you guys know Lamar? Lamar Woods. Yeah. Lamar Woods? Yeah. yeah, I went to his, it's a party screening or whatever. And they did a talkback after that. So it's... That was chill because nobody knew anybody. Right. Yeah. <laughs> or it was just all friends. Yeah. Like it wasn't to meet and talk to a famous right. person. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. So everybody was just receptive and chill. But I heard a story. Uh, you guys remember Forgetting Sarah Marshall? Uh-huh. Sure. And I was, love that movie. That I movie do too. Is it was so fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was fun. Uh, what's the kid's name? Uh, Jason Siegel. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has like a naked part in the movie. Oh, and right. at the beginning of the talk back. Part. Right, it's huge. <laughs> huge naked part. 
And at the beginning of the talk back, he was like, somebody just straight up stood up and asked, so what was with that weird dick part? <laughs> like not knowing he was in the audience or like a part of the... Oh, it was just like the director and yeah. Siegel was, oh, Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, he was like, that was a perfect way to start so the funny. entire talk back. <laughs> Has that guy been to a doctor? His dick looks strange. Yeah. Oh, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you have so a question funny. you know you're going to ask at all? I probably won't ask a single thing. See, normal, sane cool. people don't yeah. ask yeah, the questions. I, I just want to watch the movie one, and then it'll be cool just to hear him talk. I don't, yeah, if yeah. something arises, then I might, but probably Do you not. guys get the, do you feel compelled, like, Oh, I should ask a question because I have the opportunity and like I'm a good person. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're saying I should ask it because if I don't, someone else that's bad will probably do it instead. uh, It's the Bible study conundrum of I don't want to talk right now, but I should say something. (laughs) Yeah. One, to fill the silence maybe, and two is like maybe it'll... Maybe I'll add to the conversation instead of like going whatever rabbit hole you want me to, Jeff. <laughs> I was in this situation recently That's so in the last couple of weeks where uh, there was like a talk back and there was a, I was talking with a couple of friends and they said, oh, you should share that with the rest of the group. And I was about to. And then one guy started going instead and he started talking about uh, how he was abused as a young child. So I was oh, like, well, you know what? My, my thing is not... Uh, <laughs> I'll pass. It's hard to follow that. Yeah. yeah. One time my dad wouldn't let me see Cat Dog. And it was really hard. <laughs> yeah, for yeah me. I'm sure that's dramatic. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. cut to Universal Studios, 1998. I'm in the prime of my life, baby. <laughs> Why wouldn't he let you watch Cat Dog? <laughs> no, he would let me watch Cat Dog. Okay. <laughs> he wouldn't let me go see him. He wouldn't let you go live. see Cat Dog live. Universal, at Nickelodeon Studios at gotcha. uh, gotcha. Universal Studios, Florida. Oh, blah, blah, blah. That's uh, so but what? What's your history with faith and religion? Uh, man, what an interesting history that I don't always think about just because it was so wild. My grandmother really? is super religious. Okay. Uh, like every black child's <laughs> grandmother, probably. So that's nothing unique. Mm-hmm. But she was super religious in a controlling way. For instance, as a kid, from for, two, for a year and a half to two years... She said that the Lord told her that she was going to be blessed. So to stop paying bills and mortgage on the house we were living in. Oh, no. And convinced my grandfather uh, and a house with me, my mom, and my aunt living in it to all just follow suit. And we lived in this house on the south side of Chicago with no electricity or gas until we were eventually evicted like two years later. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) And so it's like that type of wow. Why did everyone buy it? Well, I was eight, so <laughs> yeah, I didn't have. You were just dumb. I, I was like, <laughs> I was, I was the only one. Like, uh, is this cool? <laughs> <laughs> I'm I cold as shit. Like my bed. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's so cold. I, we we were living by heaters and stuff, and uh. it's it's cool. I you know what the thing about it is, I was so young that it doesn't affect me. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I really don't look back on that time as a. I look back on that time as an adult and be like, that shit was wild. But I don't look back on that time and like all these repressed feelings and remember it being like such a terrible time in life because I still went outside and played with my friends and 
found ways to watch TV at other people's houses. <laughs> took my play, watch took my Dunn. Sega Genesis to somebody else's <laughs> house. Like I still found way to have a childhood. Yeah, but Grandma was super influential. But Grandma on was super. Yeah, she yeah. was, and she so. That just gives you an idea of how big faith and religion was in my household. Uh, we went to church every Sunday, Bible Bible school on Wednesdays. Uh, church lasted from 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. Uh, oh, one service. <laughs> because damn. it was just too damn long. Oh, my, oh my gosh. So even like, so with all of that and then other things, like my mother is a lesbian and my grandmother like stopped talking to her for two years when she found out because you know it's a big thing in Ooh. religion. How old did she find out? I was around 14 when she found out, somewhere around that age, so early 2000s, um, late 90s, early 2000s. So it was around that time where I was like, oh, I don't like this shit. This is whack. This is not. Like church stuff? Yeah. yeah. I, like I, I like faith. In general, I think it's important to have faith in something, uh, but I don't like religion. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I believe in God, but I don't believe in God. <laughs> type thing. Like I believe in a higher power. I believe there is something to aspire to. I believe that there are many paths to "quote unquote" salvation type thing, as opposed to my grandmother. And the religious circle that she is around, everybody on the roof agrees with the me. roof. That's the Lord. Be like, you better stop talking that shit, boy. <laughs> Excuse uh, me, did you say many paths? <laughs> many paths. That's only one path. <laughs> Be saved by my son, <laughs> which is what my grandmother believes. Uh, yeah. Did so, she ever like loosen up a little bit on any of that? She stuff? has. She has loosened up mostly as I grew up. Uh, for a few reasons. One, for the first, 98 is when we moved out of that house, so I was 12. So for the first 12 years of my life, we all lived together. Uh, My mom had me when she was 16, so she was a young mom. And so it was my mom, me, my young aunt, who's only like 10 years older than me. We were raised like brother and sister. Mm -hmm. My grandfather and and my grandma. We were all, and another aunt who eventually moved out, who moved out like mid-90s. We were all in that house together. It's close. So because of that, it was very easy for her to control. So once we kind of all start going our separate ways, I start growing up and having my own opinions. Uh, my mother like came out and you know started living her life and things like that. Every, it, I think she started to mellow down because she no longer had direct control. And her only form of control was to pray <laughs> or just yeah. not talk to us. And eventually she was like, well, this is lonely. Uh, so she, yeah, she kind of meddled out. And now it's just to the point where, you know, like I'll call to say hi, you know, talk to her. And if I feel the conversation going, like I feel her getting emotional and, you know, inspirational, <laughs> I'll just be like, all right, Grandma, I'll talk to you a little later. <laughs> oh. You can hear uh, it in her voice when she's kind of revving up for like, when she's revving up for when she's revving up for some religion. There. <laughs> and and I, I don't want this to sound like, like I love my grandmother. Yeah. And, and I do look at her as a spiritual leader outside of like the crazy side of her religion. Like she did teach me a lot about just believing in something so i don't want this to sound like i'm shitting on her or no but the it was like formational and what you thought yeah yeah god yeah, yeah. or church was like too 
Yeah. So it's all mixed in there. It's so weird, man. Yeah. Church is weird. Yeah. Church is a weird place. <laughs> church should be a good place, you know, mm-hmm. uh, for a year and a half. Like, my mother still went to church even afterwards. She went to the oh, same yeah. church Obama went to. Oh, wow. Uh, well, I should say we went to oh, the same church. Oh, with Mr. Jeremiah Wright? Jeremiah Wright. Jeremiah, Jeremiah oh, Wright. Yeah. I remember that clip so well. Yeah. During that election. Because, of course, growing up, Fox News was on all the time. So the, the clip <laughs> yeah. they always played was, God, God damn yeah, America. God, God bless America. God damn. America. <laughs> yeah. Which is so weird because, and you know, we didn't go to that church as a kid. We went to that church when my mom moved out and was like, I still want to have like some religious connection. Yeah. And I know like that was the clip that was portrayed to America, but this church, like they were performing gay marriages at that church. Oh, and this wow. is like 2000. Yeah. This so is like, this yeah. is like, you know. Kind of revolutionary. Yeah. They, they were, were pro-gay before Obama was. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, they were. seriously. They were. Yeah. They, were. They, were, they were doing like commitment ceremonies. They weren't doing gay marriages, I should say. They were doing commitment ceremonies because it was still it illegal, illegal back yet. then. Yeah. yeah. But they were having that at the church and it was just a progressive church. That's so cool. So your mom uh, probably felt really at home she maybe did. for the first time in a church. In like a she probably day. did. Yeah. 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 So, like, you know, we still had that somewhat. And then I started dating a girl whose family was very religious. Oh. And she was she she faked religion. You know, it was oh. like it was like almost like the preacher's daughter syndrome. Wow, yeah. Where the preacher's daughter is the wildest girl you will meet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> type yeah. thing, uh, which I know is probably a, a terrible stereotype, but yeah. in her case it was true. Uh, <laughs> and you saw her faking it or I mean, like yeah, well not. it it it's not even so much she would fake it, but it would be <laughs> it would be we would go to church and she would, you know, ha- catch the Holy Ghost when he was like, the pastor would be like, you know, don't have sex before marriage. He was like, oh, thank you, Jesus. And then we would go home and have sex. <laughs> uh, it would be like that type of, right. that type of thing. Like around, ev- she is religious, but she was stray mm-hmm. every chance she got <laughs> type thing. She had some loopholes. That's she why. had some loopholes, man. Do. But when they found out that my mom was a lesbian, uh... This was like the final nail in the coffin for me. When they found out my mom was a lesbian, like they wanted her to break up with me. Oh my god. Her family. Oh. And and then it even had me at that point questioning like, well, is something wrong with my mom or, you know, something like things like that. And you know, she was like, I don't know if I can still do this. Their family had to talk to my grandmother and be like, well, you know, we're praying. And this whole process oh, I'm just like, man. this is not right i don't like this this isn't the type of religion or faith that i choose to believe in Mm -hmm. yeah so the the kind of faith that makes it so a family has to have a un summit right for your mother's viability and your viability exactly you know and and we got past it quote unquote past it like the her father was like what you expect him to do he probably didn't know how to tell people that which i appreciate that but even the flip side to that is who gives a shit if i would tell? like it's not your fucking business like yeah. you know but it was at that point where i started to realize that yeah the faith i grew up with is not the faith i'm going to continue mm-hmm. to follow like as in my adult yeah in my into my adulthood as you were it's growing weird. up were you i mean beyond just like 
sort of the cultural social aspect of yeah. church were you also just like I love God <laughs> like not, were you engaged on that level I mean, in a big way too or was it kind of like <laughs> not really man uh, this is so heavy I feel like this is so heavy guys This I, no please uh, welcome to our I, show I, 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 I <laughs> be heavy uh, be as heavy as the people on the roof <laughs> yes Jackies. they hear they stop they listen to that <laughs> uh, it's weird because now when I was a kid like here's the thing like the church I grew up with <laughs> shout out star faith Pastor Freeman, Ooh. who's passed away, so I don't know why I'm shouting her out. We're like, passed. Uh, <laughs> passed okay. away. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, uh, we say he passed. He passed. <laughs> but I, like, growing up, because, you know, I started going to church at a young age, very young, as a baby. But all, my, a lot of my cousins also went to the same church. Oh, yeah. So, like, going to church was fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I got to see my home. Yeah, I got to like, see my. Yeah. I got to see my cousin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got to see my cousins. We got to have fun. <laughs> we got to make fun of all the d- adults catching the Holy Ghost. <laughs> we got to fake that we would catch the Holy Ghost. It was just like playing church for us, you know? Yeah, that's prime parody material as yeah. a kid. Yeah. Yeah, and then when I got tired, I would just fall asleep uh, <laughs> until the church service was over. So, <laughs> like, church was perfect as a child. <laughs> And, like, I would probably say the only time I truly, truly, like, made the decision for myself to say, you know what, I think I care about this, is when I was dating that girl. Oh. Uh, only because I felt like I had to, yeah. to be a part of that part of her world. Because at that point, I had left, you know, I wasn't with my grandmother anymore, and I was almost out of high school and all this. So that was the only time I've ever been like, I think I love God. Yeah. And that lasted very short. It was a very short. I was so interested in those moments, you know, when it does kind of cross over into your personal, like inner, inner being and like what that means, especially later on when you're like, I don't really agree with that anymore. Like, what do you do with those things? Right. How do you I talk about it, you know. I threw it away real quick. I because I didn't like who I was becoming. Mm. Like I stopped hanging out with friends, which isn't always a bad thing. Like that's also a part of a growth process. Like yeah. too, I also became very. I became like very jealous in of that her? specific relationship because uh. I was like, oh, I changed a lot for you type thing, mm-hmm. and then I would get mad if something didn't happen that I was like, well, I would like this to happen, which is just an unhealthy. Yeah. A keeping score. Yeah. Yeah. It was unhealthy. And like I was 17 and like years old. So I was a child, but somewhat, uh, but still, you know, so it was that, that was the only time. And I was like, I don't like this version Mm. of who I am. So I'm done. But it's interesting because with all this stuff, and I think a lot of, reasons that people prolong sometimes in faith sometimes and maybe it's just a thread or maybe it's stronger than that but even when it's like god i'm not sure about this there's always a person or a group of people Mm -hmm. that is pretty solid and tangible where you you believed in her at least for that time like oh i want to be with this person this person is cool yeah this person is uh you know valuable and worth investing in and so that creates like these guardrails on which your faith function for a brief amount of time. Right. And I wonder how much that's true of of most people who believe in that stuff and especially when it comes from 
something inherited or like there's been so many times in my life where I feel like it was just easier to be Christian than not just because, mm-hmm. well, if I'm not Christian, then all my friends are going to be really annoying to me. Right. <laughs> They'll be like, right. are you okay? Like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> so like the the social currency of maintaining that is greater and a lot less annoying or frustrating than leaving it. Right. It is, man, because, you know, that relationship specifically is I felt like I had to be that if I wanted to be with this person, you know? Would she ask you, like, I need you to be my my spiritual leader? No. Or she would be like, I just need you to be interested in this stuff? It's not even that. It is... It wasn't... No, not really. It was more just... It was just like an understanding. Like, mm. if you're a part of my life, then you're going to be coming over my house all the time. Yeah. My parents would probably prefer you not to be, you know, this tattooed person who wants to rap uh, and act and, you know, yeah. cursing all the time and shit like that. Like, yeah, you know, I know what you mean. Yeah. So yeah. it was more that than anything else. Yeah. Um, I wonder how that stuff. I'm always so curious. I feel like a very old man when I say stuff like this. But I feel I wonder how kids do it now. It's and, much harder now, I would assume, right? Or would you think it's easier? I think it might be easier. Okay. To do well, it, no, like dating stuff? Dating stuff. Oh, oh. dating stuff. Okay, okay. Well, gotcha. because I wonder now if there's so many different expressions of faith or Christianity available right. that the acceptable ones, instead of them getting narrower, they've gotten broader. So the idea of like, what is a Christian because it's broadened and, and because there's so many more voices available for like examples and like, Oh, well I'm kind of like this. I'm not like this. Whereas at that time, even, you know, you're not 50, but right, you were right, still right. growing up in like the it was, weird. it was a yeah. different time. It's a different time yeah. where you don't have as much just resources available to right. see like, oh, you can do it this way. You can do it that way. You can do it kind of this flavor, or this kind of denomination. Yeah. And I wonder if that's just, if there's just more acceptance in that sense and kids don't feel pressured to like, well, all I know is this thing I've grown up with in my family or with my immediate friend group, I don't know anything else. So I, it's either this or nothing yeah. because yeah. now it feels like, and maybe I'm too online, but it just feels like, Oh, it's this or this or this or this or this or right. this or this. It doesn't feel as binary as it used to be. Yeah. I, I mean, so. I think a big reason too is like, everybody's so much more comfortable being opinionated now mm. than we used to be. Uh, and I don't even know if it's more comfortable, but everybody's a lot more vocal in being opinionated now. <laughs> so because of that, it's probably led to a comfortability with kids nowadays just be, feeling comfortable saying, you know, yeah, yeah like, this is this is what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't agree with that. I don't, I don't agree with up. that. Yeah. But then the flip side to that, that I always, like I've, I've only lived in Chicago and L.A. So I've lived in two pretty big cities, right? But then I'll I'll go home sometimes and hang out with my friends like back in Chicago or I was just in Arizona a few days ago and I, we stayed in an Airbnb and you'll hear like people talk up uh, like how we talk in our very liberal progressive bubble uh-huh. like there's a huge section of this country black white young old who don't give a shit Like, they don't think the same. You know, like, they were talking about, not to get super heavy, we were talking about... uh, 
Michael Jackson? No, no, it was uh, Kodak Black. <laughs> I don't Black. know why I brought that up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Can we talk man, about it real we, quick? Let's talk about MJ real quick. <laughs> they were talking about Kodak Black and Young Ma and how he like harassed her or whatever, but they were like, I don't get why he, what he say that was, it was two women. What he, he didn't say nothing wrong. She a female. He should want to fuck her. <sighs> and I'm just thinking like, this conversation could not fly if we were back home in LA. <laughs> like, yeah. but for them, these two black women. Yeah. That's not, they don't give a fuck. They don't care about like somebody saying, they think we're weird, you know? And it's a lot of people who feel that. So I right. don't, I'm going on a really long tangent to come back to the point of, we may think that, and I think that as well, but there's a huge chunk of the uh, section of this country, especially in the religious world, where they're like, no, I don't care how much the world is changing. This is what it is. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I wonder about that because, I, and the more I think about it, it's like there is so many more options available. But of course, there was always like libraries and stuff. You could always right. go get a book <laughs> or something. And I wonder if there's more resource or voice available to just confirm whatever existing opinion you exactly i mean fox uh, news yeah, is a uh, example of that or our most recent general election is an example of that you can just go find what you believe yeah and there's enough information out there to fill your life with that like so you, you don't so even yeah. if you have like you know a kid out in nowhere or whatever who's right. who goes to a really conservative church Probably isn't like, oh, I'm going to go on Twitter and find out like what the progressives no. think about this. They're Their Twitter be like, is all maybe conservative. Maybe not. Yeah, yeah. you know. <laughs> so maybe they do have, yeah, I don't want to like blanket state no. anybody that's not living in the greatest cities in the world. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but New York, <laughs> Los Angeles, and then a bunch of <laughs> bullshit in between. Yeah, but I imagine that you're right. Like, I think, well, I think. Like, there's always going to be people who believe on the conservative side of the spectrum, like, no matter right. what direction the country's going in. Yeah. And so you're going to hear those conversations. Yeah. But, but I hope I hope there's a little more option for, like, the next generation I just up. wonder with face stuff, because I would have been so thrilled as a kid to see. And I was. I remember growing up and meeting different kinds of Christian than the ones that like were in the church that my parents would take me to mm -hmm. and going to a different cl uh, church closer to downtown Houston and meeting like very strange people yeah. who like participate in church stuff where it's like, oh, you can do that? Same. I didn't know. Mm -hmm. So, so I, I just think of that and like being able to experience that on a personal level, but then just globally and then being able to like, you know turn on my podcast app and find two young freaking hilarious kids <laughs> just having some just good christian with fun some fresh takes on everything Ooh, just having fun at a christian every way. week <laughs> <laughs> definitely not just replaying the greatest hits of the same five bullet points they hit every day. totally unmoored by any framework at all <laughs> you know so i, I wonder about i mean that. I, I think that's a good point though man like i grew up just around black church you know, that's all I grew up around. So by the time I got to high school and started going to church with uh, much lighter skinned folks, like I was like, oh, this is weird, man. Like, oh. oh, you drinking beer in church? Man, you going to hell. <laughs> or well, like, oh, these hippie church? churches? And wow. like, that was something that I didn't know about. Yeah. I was just like, oh, y'all different, man. Y'all not praying <laughs> like all the time. And yeah. Y'all just chill and having fun and not rigid and yeah. And then 
I remember I was working at a place called GFS Marketplace. Shout out GFS. This Gordon is Food Service. It was in Chicago. And I was, it was my first job. So I was like 16 or 17, something like that. And somebody I was working with, like, had to leave early because they were going to church. And I was working the cash register, and she had, and she had on this tight red dress, uh, like came up to basically just below her thigh, just below like the midway point of her thighs or whatever. And so, you know, seventeen years old, I'm like, you looking good, you know what I'm saying? Like, and the dude in my line was an old black dude, and he was, I was like, I I said, man, I want to go to your church, just being dumb and not cool. (laughs) Uh, but he, but that's not what he responded to. He responded to, "What church you going to, young blood?" Oh. And I was like, I told him the church I was going to. He was like, "What's she doing right there? That ain't godly. You need to quit playing before you go to hell." And I was just like, "Oh man!" So one part of my brain is like, "Oh, you can wear that to church? Hell yeah!" <laughs> and then this dude in front of me was like. No, you can't. <laughs> so, <laughs> and like so no mashed potatoes? Me. No, or? right. So twenty five fifty two, sir? <laughs> uh, oh would that be credit or cash? Uh, and he was just like, yeah, no, you can't. He was reinforcing the other side. was like, no, nah, this is the church that you yeah. should know and blah, blah, blah. So, which sometimes so that kind of stuff, I was just like, yeah, that's true. Like it feels more right yeah. for some reason. So I should believe that instead of like what my body and everything else would like rather do you yeah. know, or agree with. It's so weird, man. Ah, religion. Yeah, yeah, church religion. can be a pretty potent engine for slut shaming. Yay. Yes. Are we still calling it slut shaming? I feel like even that. I haven't heard that name in a while. I haven't heard that phrase in a while. Yeah. I mean, Speaking that's a for lot. the sluts of America. <laughs> <laughs> sluts of America unite. <laughs> a symbol. Unite. Pull what's, together what other clothing you have. What's the like signal in the sky for that? Is it just... Uh, it's a bra on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Is, that makes sense. Which oh, that could, what could be she also went comfort. Home. Yeah, yeah. yeah. she's at home. Let's have all day. kinds of days. So then, what's the yeah. new term that I don't know? <laughs> I don't know. If don't it's not the SS, don't worry about it. SS, SS is SS. I don't like the SS. Um, I don't know what the new term would be. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's okay. Yeah, I think that's great. Where Where are you at now? What would you say? Religion and faith wise. Yeah. Uh, pretty indifferent. Yeah, I like. I still, I like. I believe there is a God. I don't believe there is the God. Mm-hmm. Uh, that Do you makes believe any he's sense. white? Uh, <laughs> I believe. I believe God is some version of Michael Jordan. Oh, but man. like the, all the good parts, without, like yeah. without the Hitler, without mustache. the Hitler mustache, he's some version of Michael and the Jordan. Gambling or problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a bad guy. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. The good parts, the space the part, jam, the loving, space jam, the dunking. great attitude. What, what people don't realize mentor. is the flood happened because of a gambling debt. God, it's <laughs> <laughs> like, well, I lost a bet. God Oops. damn. Three damn. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know where I am. I don't. I don't. I'm at a place where I like. I don't need to be anywhere. Yeah, that makes okay. any sense. Yeah. Like, I I'm at a place where the only thing I believe in is just be a good person, which I know is super cliched. Who doesn't say that? But it's so important, though. Yeah, just be a good person and yeah. be happy and golden rule and. 
you know, the only the only time I get super religious is right before a plane takes off. That's the only time I'm like, Father God, in Just the name in of case. Jesus, <laughs> I ask you to cover this plane with the blood of Jesus. I love Jesus. you. I believe in the gospel 100% <laughs> yeah. start to finish. Yeah. Even that weird Old Testament stuff, yeah. I believe in as well. God's <laughs> like looking down, lowers his glasses. Exactly. I'm like, oh, like, someone's in Dallas-Fort Worth Hello. today. <laughs> Operator. Start speaking in tongues. I am a bold plane. Was that uh, a thing growing up, oh, tongue speaking? yes. I want a Miata. I want a Mitsubishi. I want a Honda. <laughs> yes. So okay. Was, oh, no. It was always the uh, I have a bubble. Shanda bubble bubble. That was Shanda was always like Shanda. something. Shanda rhymes. Yeah, speaking of tongues was an everyday occurrence. I faked it. Nice. I faked it too. I did yeah, too. Yeah. I faked it. I thought it was real. I faked it. Wait, when did you <laughs> fake it? Uh, eighth grade. I got really involved in my good friend's like Pentecostal church. Yeah. I thought you say slumber party. <laughs> <laughs> like it's a Bloody Mary. It's like, okay. let's do speaking <laughs> Honestly, we probably would have. That's like our Ouija board. You know? <laughs> like, let's give us a try. It's the Bible. Yeah. God so loved the world. <laughs> it's just your finger going. Yeah. 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 And there's something to that too. The idea that because the counter narrative to that Christian wise is like, well, if you're a good person for no reason, then who cares? But there's also something wonderful about the fact that there's no ulterior motive or hidden yeah. intention or other reason other than it is good. Yeah. I mean, listen, dude, I, I love my grandmother and, you know, the church, but, you know, the churches we grew up in and we see this with all the mega churches and shit like that, they preach prosperity. You know, and and it's something I just don't like. You know, they preach if you love God and do this and give us money, then God will bless you. That's why we lived in that house for that long. Because in her mind, God said, mm-hmm. I was going to bless you. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you don't have to pay bills anymore. You're going to be rich type thing. And yeah. that's and that is, I mean, not to get too, too deep, but that is a form of control. That is a form of, especially in black church, where... You know, church was, which is why I love gospel music still and things like that, because back when we were slaves and shit, that's all we had, you know, was at that Sunday to fellowship and, you know, pray for a better day and we will overcome and all this stuff like that, you know, Uh, and the way that and, you know, a lot of the slave owners saw that and the way they tried to take that away from us was to say, well, no, you got to do this because if you do, then you will be blessed with a better life. This is the only way you will be blessed with a better life. That You know, you will get money and, you know, what you won't be a slave anymore. Blah, 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 blah. And so that just got ingrained in that community to this day where, like, prosperity is a way that a lot of these churches get their money and control and things like that because they say, yeah, pay your tithes and offering. Because if you don't, God won't bless you, you know, type thing. Yeah. And you want to be blessed by God, right? You want to, you want, you want Him to heal you. You want to have money. You don't want to ever hurt for nothing, type thing. Yeah. And I just hate, I hate it so much. I've never thought about that though. That the idea of prosperity theology, because it says rampant in white churches, it as is. It is in black churches. But, it is. But the idea in black churches that it's almost like inherited trauma in a way it it kind of is you know and like this is just from like me reading and stuff like that and talking to people you know older people and things like that but 
So don't take what I'm saying as the gospel. But this is just what no, I've learned. No, we don't fact check anything on this show. <laughs> yeah. Our listeners know yeah. this. Huh? This is just what I've learned from reading and talking and stuff like that and just how church was back in those times where it was a control thing uh, because we were taking church for as the only day that we had to ourselves. And it was like, mm, we don't like this. <laughs> so. Yeah, and I imagine too, like, wealth literally was like power and like capital in some way and so what you could have really did change your circumstances in a big way yeah and i feel like the the attitude i got in a lot of church things was like you had to be kind of delicate about it you know Mm -hmm. and like yes we're tithing but you know god isn't a cosmic you know jukebox where you put in money and he'll do things for you or something but also you should have some money yeah (laughs) and like it's a and i think like maybe a lot of like the white brand of like wealth worship or whatever is that like Protestant work ethic of mm-hmm. like you have to earn everything you've got. And if you are poor or unfortunate, it's probably cause you didn't work very hard or you're like living off of someone else or something like crazy. that. Yeah. Which is just, yeah, it is so funny how much society sounds exactly like that, Yeah, you know, where, yeah. or, or a lot of the bad parts of society or as far as how we treat other people and think like that means worth type thing. Mm-hmm. So I, I just have never liked the prosperity version of faith and church and things like mm-hmm. that. Um, I'd love to talk to like a very smart adult who loves it because yeah. I can't imagine do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like just thinking about it more than two seconds. Yeah. <laughs> if I do this, God will do that. Think about it for more than two, like a, give it 15 minutes of thought. Yeah. And will it still hold up? Yeah. And it does remind me, because Carl Tart was talking on our show about the Joel Osteen memes that were going around during oh, yeah. Hurricane Harvey. <laughs> yeah. And I did when find- When Joel Osteen wouldn't open the doors of his church to all the people who were displaced mm-hmm. by the flood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did find one of them, friend- Hey, I'm gonna be in town this weekend. Can I crash at your place? Me. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a picture of Joel It's just a picture of Jolie's face, face like hmm. <laughs> Don't know about that one, Chief. Uh, yeah. I mean it's such a cruel message for people who are actually like not doing well financially or yeah. like had terrible circumstances happen to them. Well it's like Joe being like, Well, what were you doing with God last week? Yeah. You know? It's weird, man. Like it's like, your fault. There's so many things. Like, with even my grandma was like, why didn't you leave this church? Like, another church she went to, my grandmother needed, like, some type of letter or something. I can't remember to get something from the government. And they were like, well, can you have your church write the letter? I can't remember what it was in general. But it would have gotten her more money out of something. Mm-hmm. Or gotten her into some type of apartment or anything. Mm-hmm. I don't really remember. And her church told her, now, and it was a matter of, like, yeah, you, you, a place where you can live and get have a little bit easier time with money and stuff like yeah. that. And her church told her, we won't write you that letter because you haven't paid tithes in, a week, in like, Ooh, a month. What? And a lot of my cousins got up and left the church, like, and never yeah. went back. And, and it's just like, this is what you, this is the church you believe in? Like, uh, they won't write you a letter so you can live a little bit better because you haven't paid tithes. Because of, like, their own greed, basically. Yeah. I mean, that's a harsh word, but... No, it's true. Yeah. It's not a harsh word. It's Man. the correct word. I know. Yeah, greed's Whenever, fine. That's <laughs> not an overstatement. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Whenever money crosses into church stuff, it's just so It's foul. disgusting. <laughs> yeah. 
It's yeah. so messed up. Go to patreon.com slash good Christian fund. Not a church. Not a church. Not a church. Not a church. We need this money to keep That's going. Right. Right. It. Y'all know how expensive Ubers are in LA? Yes. <laughs> and uh, God's favor will fall on I you? Do I do Uber I to Caroline's place for every recording. <laughs> uh, thanks for sharing your story. Yeah, your yeah. it's man. so interesting. Thank uh, you. Let's take a break and we'll be right back with more Good Christian Fun. This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by AuraFrames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an AuraFrame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, wow. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these AuraFrames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an AuraFrame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. Headgum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm-hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code HEADGUM at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Welcome back to Good Christian Fun. Let's dive in. Come on, let's go. In addition to Kirk Franklin stuff... <laughs> Sorry, is it worse when I don't acknowledge anything happened? <laughs> no, and everyone's like, "Am I going crazy?" <laughs> what What else were you listening to, like Christian music or gospel wise at that time? At what time? Sorry, I wasn't listening. When you were growing up, <laughs> no, it's okay. Uh, I would I would have zoned out too. Um, I was listening to mostly gospel music. Mm-hmm. I wasn't introduced to Christian music. Like CCM? Like. Yeah, until high school. We can say white stuff. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't introduced yeah. to that white shit yeah. until high school. It's for the best. Uh, no, I wasn't introduced to, to that realm of the Christian uh, music until much later in life. So it was all gospel music mm-hmm. growing up. Did you get gospel in- music and... For whatever reason, R. Kelly's gospel music. Because he made a gospel CD. Oh my gosh. As it turns out, it was a false gospel. Yep. It was a very false gospel. Wow. God, grief. Did I say God, grief? I meant to say good grief. You did, but. Autobiography title? God, grief? (laughs) Yeah. Trademarking it. Oh boy. Okay, so gospel music like BB and CC. Yes. BB and CC, Donnie McClurklin. And you know who's weird? 
I didn't have a huge barometer for who sang all these songs. Mm-hmm. I just knew them from church. You know, it wasn't until a little later in life where I was like, oh, let me go find out who sang this song. But then by that point, so many people had sang the songs. <laughs> yeah. So I'd like to try to trace it to, you know, the the original source was not necessarily difficult, but I was too lazy to. I was just like, let me just go find a song. I like it yeah. type thing. Yeah. And it was whoever, whatever popped up. I was like, this sounds like I <laughs> used to when I was a kid. <laughs> But yeah, BB and CC were huge. Kirk Franklin, which I know we're going to talk about, was my jam growing up. It was the yeah. one person I was like, oh, I know his name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, everything else was just what the Star Faith Choir sang right. that like I acquired <laughs> and, and loved. <laughs> so Kirk Franklin is interesting. I'm trying to think of a good kind of analog or comparison point. But there's not I, really so anyone. He's so strange. There's no one who's like made a name for himself completely in a gospel music sense that could also just, after decades and decades of a career, just kind of like flow in and out, do a thing on ultralight beam with Kanye, breeze on out of there, and just had like that sort of fluency. Right. Where he doesn't feel marginalized by a gospel label, but he feels empowered by it in yeah. some way. He was a, He was a prodigy. His parents gave him up when they were because they were young parents, so mm-hmm. he went to go live, I believe, with uh, with his aunt, who was like in her sixties at the time, or it might have been his grandmother. He started working as a choir director or like the music minister at age eleven. Yeah, that's <laughs> insane. The adult choir. Yes, yeah. he was directing choir. the adult choir. So clearly, like, Amazing. kind of a music-wise, just kind of like a genius person, yeah. someone whose mind was definitely ahead of other people uh some other fun things he's primarily a composer arranger conductor and this is what's so interesting because i think growing up i had this perception like oh the singer kirk franklin yeah. he never sang no he's just a he, guy who's a hype man yeah. for himself Guys, he i hyped. felt so dumb because it really wasn't until researching for this episode that i was like he d- it's a choir yeah he's just a choir director he's a choir director did you think he was doubling his voice <laughs> I just yeah. thought like he was a part of it or he yeah. like soloed at some point. He would write the songs. Yeah. And, and like, I know he like, yeah, he's the creative, but also his branding, like all of his album covers, it's not like the choir is with him just, or the family. It's him. It's him. Like yeah. <laughs> alone. It's Get that money. His it's image, like creation is really interesting to me. Yeah. He is known for, you know, like uh, he just hypes up like, Melodies, and then everybody yeah. started yeah, singing. Like I was Melodies watching a, a music yeah. video, and I was like, "How are they going to do this?" <laughs> you know, yeah. like him performing the song, and he is on stage. This is like his most recent single. He's on stage at the mic doing the like hip up, hip up, and then he is singing <laughs> to the choir that's in the audience, and they're yeah. doing all the singing and everything. And they're, so they're like talking with each other. It's so weird. It's so weird. And then he has I a whole it. band behind him. And he's doing essentially nothing. Yeah, he's not doing anything. He's no. like Jason Sudeikis doing The Running Man and what up with that? But <laughs> if that was a career. Or it would yeah. be like it would be like going to a movie. It'd be like going to see us as yeah. you're doing later today. And the whole time during the movie, Jordan Peele's in front of the screen being like, watch this. Yeah. yeah. Here we go. And it would be like starring Jordan Peele. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> so yeah, strange. Like, oh, okay. I, I and it's only so. his face on the posters yeah. and everything like that. Yeah. It's very weird. It's he has very a, weird. He has such a weird dynamic for 
his fame. Uh, and and that's not to take anything away from him because it is his brainchild. It is like he is the he's the guy that yeah. wrote all this music and does the arranging. But we don't think we you know like <sighs> if to use like somebody who probably everybody knows it's like instead of Beyonce being on her cover it's the people who wrote her song exactly yeah <laughs> like, uh, exactly and so in some way you know, like almost is more integrity a little bit because yeah. like the one who actually created it gets the credit gets for the credit yeah but then also the people who perform it get no credit right yeah well it's definitely the opposite of the death of the author theory <laughs> where it's like yeah. just the full life uh-huh. of the author yeah and so uh, yeah I gotta hand it to him on some level too I'm trying to think of, because even in gospel music, all the other giants of it that you would think of, like Aretha Franklin Mm -hmm. or Mahalia Jackson or Andre Crouch or Fred Hammond, it's them singing it. And oftentimes not even, uh, Andre did, but like not uh, oftentimes not even writing their own stuff. So it's almost like a very strange... I don't know if that's a genre now because I'm not familiar enough, unfortunately. It's with this not. Music. Yeah. Like the like, Kirk Franklin way? Well, yeah. Just like that model of like, no. you just write it and then you'd like dance and pump people up. Yeah. He's, like the, name he's like the children's choir director, like doing hand motions like a yeah. lot of the time. Uh, yeah, yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. Um, anyway. And, and, and you know what's so funny too is, I can just speak from experience, people would get so hyped for his hype parts. Oh, really? Uh, that's what everybody, like, even, like, you know, with Melodies from Heaven, like, everybody loves the song, mm-hmm. but... Hey, let's listen here we to go. it a little bit. Here we go. Like, this starts But you're off, waiting for him But to you're like, waiting for him to be like... He was a little yelp. Melodies! And then that's, what, that's the part where everybody jump up, like, yeah! <laughs> well, he does contextualize it in a way where it's not... Uh, stiff like it's not a it doesn't feel yeah. like an antiquated genre I love help it sounds like people are like singing so low out of their range. the bottom of their range oh my gosh I love it so much I, this, this is, is one of my favorite songs I think this might be my favorite this of his this is great uh, we did a church episode recently on Culture Kings uh huh and like we got like a little choir to come in and we sang this. No really? Way. Yeah. Take oh my me. gosh. <laughs> yeah. Open close. Ah uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> did everyone memorize his Feel parts? Me. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I did his. You part. did you? Okay. Yeah. I was Kurt. <laughs> yeah. And he doesn't even rap either. Nothing. Does he? No. no. Here comes my favorite part. Here he goes. Well, that's why I'm so... It's kind of great. No, it's, it's so wonderful. Great. It's so great. But it is like, I think it's just confusing on some level. Yeah. Because if you watch interviews with him now, his voice is not in good shape. Yeah. It is like very raspy. There's... A, I don't know how far any of us have delved into like the dark web of as Kirk, Kirk Franklin. Franklin. <laughs> but oh. like specific theories because there are some... Aesthetic differences recently, uh, face-wise, and then like the way he sounds. So I did see many a uh, YouTube commenter and a few Reddit threads about Kirk Franklin has been replaced by a clone <laughs> or by his own twin brother we yeah. didn't know Gosh. about. Yeah, I've, I've I've heard that too. You have, uh, or just like 
Man, this ain't the same Kirk Franklin from the 90s or the early 2000s. I mean, he uh, looks significantly different. I, yeah. And I hope that's not rude to say. Like, I don't... Do you he, think it's rude to say? No. I don't know. No, especially if it's true. <laughs> <laughs> well, usually yeah. when we talk about this and we tiptoe around it, it's usually around, like, uh, women and, like, oh, yeah, my God, work yeah. done. So I don't feel like... No, it's, I mean, that's like... And do what like you somebody need to saying do. Michael Jackson looks significantly different. <laughs> like, yeah, he did. Yeah. He went from it's a, not a value judgment. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, I mean, as long as I feel like what's interesting about that, though? Like, what's like, what, what What does that bring to his story? What does that tell about him? You it's, know, like, he it's has interesting. an interesting He's, story. Yeah. Too. Do you want to tell, tell us a little bit of the story? I mean, tell what you know. I mean, it's not even so much like his whole story, but I remember like a huge deal in the church was when he came out that he was addicted to porn. Yeah. Uh, okay, I saw a little bit about this, but I purposely like didn't read yeah. too much because I wanted to because you thought you'd get turned on. Get. <laughs> yeah, it would. It would uh, Come on. <laughs> you, you would just start listening. Melodies on repeat. Boot up. Porn up. Uh, <laughs> porn up. <laughs> porn up. Uh, yeah, well, he was like, I wouldn't even like you know masturbate. I would just watch it from beginning to end and just and then like get oh, so that's ashamed. So much worse. That was much worse. I I am a firm believer. Listen. <laughs> So much work. Let me tell you something, man. That's a freak. <laughs> yeah, I don't. What's wrong with you? You watch from beginning to end. I don't care if you end. watch porn or not, but if you have ever seen the end of a porn video, something is wrong. You're a sociopath. <laughs> You're crazy. I've I know all seen, the yeah. credits, the key grip. I know who produced what. What? Yeah. I know about the ending, the denouement. Yeah. The I'm blooper n- reel at the end. You know who's watched the whole porn? That either oh. you skip to the end, or you know, or you. That's such you a finish. weird detail. It's a weird detail. I watched it beginning to end. How did like how did people react? Oh, it was on a big deal and the and the church was like, well, should we stop listening to Kirk Franklin? Oh, was like, or were they like, no, oh, let's man. support it. You know, he's yeah, trying to be better. Well, because it because he said he was healed from it from God. So that was like, see, cool. God will heal you from everything. <laughs> Uh, no like, more porn. That dude's still watching porn. Boring. He did. Well, there's an interesting shift in his career, too, where like a lot of this stuff with the family and then some of the stuff like New Nation Project and in the 90s is mostly what they call vertical songwriting, where you're writing songs to God, for yeah. God, you are so good, blah, 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 blah. And then uh, he started doing horizontal songwriting, mm. where it's like two other people are like, I've messed up. And there's there's lyrics on some of his later albums like, I found, you know, I've used Dirty Magazine, like where he talks about it explicitly, like in the songs. With uh, the choir? <laughs> He's watched some porn. <laughs> no, I don't think they did that. But be a, from start to finish. <laughs> start to finish. Jacking off all night. Actually not, I guess. That would be a great song, man. Yeah. Actually, uh, should we do that one. song real quick, you guys? Yeah. No, uh, but, but there was a shift, and he is definitely like, Slightly poppier than he was before. Yeah. I mean, Kirk Franklin and the Family, the debut album was so big. It was the highest selling gospel album ever. Yeah. I think wow. up to that point, it's it sold over deal. 2 million copies. Wow. And it kind of, uh, there was another song you you flagged on here that's Why We Sing, which is the. This is one of my, this is another one of my The lead track. Which is kind of a reworking of His Eyes on the Sparrow. Mm-hmm. For some who don't understand our purpose. I would love to be this person, by the way. Yeah, that just talks. Yeah, and intros the song. Because you can't really screw up if you have energy. (laughs) (laughs) And then this song, he just tells them what to sing. Oh yeah, like for most of the song. Uh, Not the first 
first, but from here on out, like after the first verse. Right here. <laughs> it's like he's reminded. Yeah, like it is like a stage fit. That's the reason. That's all. That's his contribution. I want to know if you could help me say glory. We sing the praises to you. Oh, nope. See, I, got, I fucked it up. That's why I can't be Kurt. It's like we're out of, we're out of order. Hey, it's not so easy, is it? It's not easy. <laughs> Kirk is vindicated right now. Every little thing he says is super scripted to the beat. Yeah. Uh, but this song I remember, man, when I was a kid and this song came out, it was a big deal in church. Like every, every choir rushed to sing mm-hmm. it. Uh, and then make their own versions of it and stuff like that. And church TV was a big deal. I don't know church TV. What's uh, that? It, and not, it wasn't a channel or a show, but just TV on church, I should say. Okay. It was a big deal in my house. So, like, if we weren't a church, t- church was on the TV a lot throughout the week. Oh, yeah, yeah, And this song was just on repeat. Like, mm-hmm. so many different churches were just singing, oh, why wow. we sing, why we sing. And so that's why Kirk got so popular. Because... And this is probably so wrong, but because he was kind of a babe. <laughs> well, he was, people were that man is hot, uh, but like church music, gospel. There was no new gospel music. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, like yeah, there was still CC and BB, but like there was no new fresh gospel music. Right, right. you're kind of singing the standards. A lot you're of singing the, time. the standards a lot yeah. of time. It felt like the last one to kind of pioneer that stuff was Andre Crouch. Yeah, there's definitely like a baton pass between him. And Kirk, in terms of like who was the guy right. who was anointed for that stuff. Quote well, there's unquote, something anointed. so powerful about his music too, because like his music is written to be sung in community and like mm. in church, basically. Like that's what his music videos are. Like he's in church every time, right? And like as opposed to maybe a CCM artist that's like for your own taste that you listen to in your car or whatever, right? Like, right. This really translated to like every generation and we made it work. It, yeah, it functions more like contemporary worship. Yeah, it it's like yeah, it's like worship music, and mm-hmm. so it worked out. Mm-hmm. Another reason why this song was so popular is because it was easy to learn. Because yeah. you could hear what you hear what he said, yeah. and for <laughs> kids that was important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like a lot of songs I grew up with, and people would sing in church outside of like the classic classics. You would like it, but you wouldn't know it. But this dude comes out, and he's just literally telling you what to sing. He's a human bouncing ball over the world. (laughs) So kids could sing it, and people would love it. So sweet. And then... And then he flipped it and then just started screaming over songs. And kids was like, I like this man. Because he was just hype and exciting. Yeah. Well, this is... And I think the Kirk Franklin I knew primarily growing up was more the... Stomp Revolution stuff, which was more the fusion between like the hip hop and gospel stuff. Yes, that is that's the Kirk that really blended. It's like, all right, you don't just have to be a church mm -hmm. like head to appreciate this when dude just straight up Shabak, hallelujah, (laughs) Shabak, praise, and people in the hood were just like, ha, Shabak, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) buddy, Shabak, homie, Uh, and then just stomp. I don't even know the words. Well, but they, just... Uh, I just remember on Revolution that he is uh, 
Uh, you know, it's it's kind of a rap move to like respond to criticism in the text of your song, yeah. Yeah. rather than like to do it like an interview, like oh, a haters gonna hate or whatever. Yeah. But he starts with a rebuke of. <laughs> I love Book this. Of Revelation uh-huh. chapter seven verses sixteen. Oh seven. no! You know what? No, not Revelation. I love this song though. I'm thinking of the beginning of Stomp, where he says, Wait, you "To all the people yeah. out there yeah. who think that gospel music has gone too far." Uh huh. Oh, then it hits. Oh, yeah. Do you want a revolution? Do you want a revolution? Who didn't love this shit? Yeah, this feels pretty objectively great. Wait, so when you would sing this, uh, like his gospel stuff in church, would someone play the role of Kirk usually? Or was it like everybody? When he he changed to this, this did not come to church. Oh, okay. But like older stuff. This was MTV. This was like MTV secular. Like it was still gospel and people still messed with it and liked it. But. Choirs stopped singing his shit. Oh, really? Once he passed, like silver and gold, and like all, like his yeah. first two albums yeah. is Church Kirk. This is music video <laughs> Kirk. So with Church Kirk though was like the choir director at church. Would he be the Kirk per- or she be the yeah. Kirk? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there was still one. There's Kirk still one who Kirk. Would be, like do the hype. Yeah, okay. there's still one Kirk, That's or so it would be a choir director and just like somebody. Okay. Uh, like one additional person, okay. like standing by the side, who That's would. Great sing instead of oh yeah talk or like oh i'm thinking of the i was thinking of the beginning of stomp those of you that think that gospel music has gone too far you think we've gotten too radical with our message well i got news for you you ain't heard nothing yet and if you don't know now, <laughs> now you, you know, know. Go, go right. yes <laughs> so good you better put them hands together how amazing would it be to glide through life like this like as a performer, as a person at your job or work, like most of the people are doing the heavy lifting, and then you just pop in for like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's that. right, yeah, and just like GP, are you with me? <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, God's property—that is a different entity. That's a different entity from the family. That's, there's Kirk Franklin and the family, the whole new nation, and then GP, mm-hmm. uh, which was God's property. And how crazy! I mean, that is a hip hop thing. To nickname your like G unit is like, gangster unit. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, like you your know? backup singers. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. GP. Uh. And you just name them. Uh, <laughs> have you happened to hear any of his recent work at all? I have not, and I didn't even know he had any recent. Like, how recent are we talking? Uh, this year, actually. Oh shit! Really? He has a new song that I think sounds a little bit like Suit and Tie. Oh, hit me. By Mr. Timberlake. Oh. This is a song called Love Theory. That's going to be on his next album, I think. Oh, that's exactly Brothers and sisters. Is Jay-Z life. on this? No. <laughs> and then he did a, a whole album with Tori Kelly. That's really? right. He produced most of that your stuff. Chapter. Hallelujah. How can it be? I think this is a good song. I love it. <laughs> This is the video you watch where he's yes, just like... Yes, where he's on stage yeah. and they're singing. <laughs> Here we so go. Funny. Amazing. And then he has, a, he has a very specific hand motion that he does. It's like... Bup, bup, bup. Like that. That's we so all know great. it when it gets it's it's his dance steps. Uh-huh. <laughs> this, is like, this is dope. I like this. This is good. Also, I forgot to talk about this in the history of him. Uh, the first song... Allegedly, the first song he ever wrote 
was a reworking of Elton John's Benny and the Jets, but it was called Jesus is Coming Back. <laughs> Jesus is coming back. So he started as Christian Weird Al. Did Jesus come in back? And he did that probably when he was five. Oh, sure. He was And I'm doing that now as a 29-year-old man. Yeah. That just shows the kind of talent gap there. Also, another fun fact. For the 1999 New Nation Tour, the sponsor of the tour was Honey Nut Cherry. <laughs> Love that. Love that. Yes. Of course, of course. Okay. Come on, Honey Nut <laughs> <laughs> Honey Nut Cheerios, are you with me? <laughs> oh, yeah. Buzz, we got buzz, honey buzz. coming our way. <laughs> Lower cholesterol. <laughs> Gluten-free Cheerios, are you with me? <laughs> oh, another song you flagged for us, Brighter Day. This is on the rebirth of Kirk yes. Franklin. And this was my reintroduction to Kirk Franklin. Okay. Like, it's never like I left, but like a lot of the songs, like Why We Sing, Silver mm-hmm. and Gold, Melodies from Heaven were like church and then he was like alright when I stop going to church then Kurt comes out with this and like you know everybody who doesn't go to church like man you hear that new Kurt <laughs> you hear that new Kurt because I mean this song is beautiful I love the it guys on the roof agree <laughs> oh, they're rolling it's such this a good song, song. Is good. it gets aggressive sounding at one point it does Wait. I feel like I'm getting yelled at but in a good way <laughs> Oh man, I could listen to this all day. But that's kind of the genius of his career. It's almost like an animation. They can keep making sequels or like The Simpsons for 30 years because you don't age. And the same way Kirk Franklin's not the one singing. Right. He keeps getting older. Those choirs stay the same age. Those choirs stay the same age, yeah. Well, I was thinking this is probably why he and. Oh, this part's so good. Uh, But why, like, that lawsuit happened a little bit too. Because imagine being the choir. That Kirk Franklin mm-hmm. directs or whatever, you're doing most, you're doing of, the most of the work. And yeah. no credit. You get no credit and you're not on the album, you're yeah. not on the posters, probably, and you're you're the one like hauling ass for everything. No. And then if he doesn't give you royalties on top of that. That was suck. Because nobody knows any of their names. Yeah, they can't so, uh, well just Tamala Mann, I guess, right? So uh, who, she she is came she the one that sings over and go? Uh, ooh, I don't know. I didn't fact check that, but she is someone who is like a gospel recording artist in her own right, and she does all the Tyler Perry stuff. She starred in a TV show, whereas her and her husband and her and her husband met, I think, in Kirk Franklin's The Family. Oh. So that was kind of their origin story. Huh. They're the ones with the love projects. <laughs> um, take me to the of, king. Look up his Instagram. It's so cute. Oh, wanna, he's Kirk just Franklin? like he's just so sweet. Yeah, it's a lot of like sweet wife posts. And then a lot of jokes about how small he is. A lot of notes. He's very small. He's 5'5". He's like Kevin Hart small. Yeah. 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 Um, He posted one with him and his wife, and he's like, the two tiniest people in the world. (laughs) (laughs) He knows. He knows. He's funny. Nothing wrong with that. Do you... So... Like, oh. This is the one where I feel like I'm getting yelled at. Yeah, that like back and forth. And then I love how it just keeps getting deeper and deeper. Dude, I was in high school when this song came out. This was like 2002, right? Uh-huh. 2001, 2002. Yeah. So I was like a senior, oh, senior, a sophomore in high school when this song came out. And it, it's almost like the Jesus Walks type thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where like 
he was like, yo, I've got people in the club singing about Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was almost like that. Like, this, people were listening to this, like, like in, like, yeah. with bass going down the street. Because it would bump. Because it would bump, too. Oh, my gosh, that's amazing. So it was like a hip-hop song yeah. like, that people were, like, listening to as a contemporary song. Yeah, well, it's definitely not didactic in a way where it'd be like, can you turn that Christian stuff off? It's just right. like... Right. It's a brighter day. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. That seems so hard, just that part, going back and forth and then like increasing higher and higher. Maybe it's because I have no rhythm, but it like you have rhythm. it's tough. Yeah. Thank you, Kevin. It's hard. It's hard. And that's something <laughs> that he does well. Cause uh Silver and Gold does that too. Oh yeah. Where like, like at the end of the song, it just yes. Yeah. So yeah. it's mostly at the end. And then where key change, key change, key change, key change. So crazy. Let's uh-huh. get to the end of that one. So you hear how they're saying gold now? By the end of this, there it's just like they're screaming. But it sounds beautiful. Uh, In the midnight hour. <laughs> like this so song right pretty. here. She is the only singer on it. And yes. nobody knows her name. Right. All the work. Now I gotta I gotta look up her name so we can give her a little credit. Okay. Kirk Franklin and the family. It keeps going. They're still going. Go get higher. <laughs> go get higher. What? <laughs> go get higher. Stop! <laughs> <It's so laughs> Stop! We can't go oh any higher. We're running out of room. <laughs> to the point where you really can't even understand what they're saying anymore. They're just going. Amazing. It's beautiful. And like then, like I, picking in the Saturday Night Live band comes <laughs> in with the saxophone. I can't believe that. This, this woman's name chills. is Cassandra Cleveland. Sandra Cleveland? Cassandra Cleveland. So shout out to her. We will amazing. know her name. Sandra yeah. Cleveland. Cassandra Cleveland. Oh my gosh. I love that song. Yeah. That That's rocks. Melodies and Silver and Gold are my two favorite. That's great. Uh, Kirk Franklin. Melodies, songs. Carl Tart was really into it. I've been listening to it since we played it on the show. It, yeah. it is very good. To, to the point where, if you're wondering if I spent uh, some of my free time last night uh, looking up YouTube covers of Melodies from Heaven. Oh, yeah. Did you? Well, did you find any? I found some pretty worthy ones, let's okay. just say. Right. So. Let me see if I can just type these in right here. <laughs> Uh-oh. Well, this one isn't so much a cover, but it is a mime performance that... <laughs> oh, I'm horrified. So, I guess you would describe this as... I don't know. <laughs> is this us? Yeah. <laughs> it's just like... Us. It's three children. Like two kids in red... I would be terrified of this. This is so the mask that they're wearing. Scary. (laughs) (laughs) For those of you who can't see what we're seeing right now, it's just three people. So sad. Bouncing, knee bouncing. The church is fully lit. I think they try to get into it at one point. They got on like Jabberwocky masks. Some people are singing along. It's so quiet. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> That's so crazy. <laughs> there was uh, that one. I did find another one, oh, too. It's so funny. Uh, While you're finding that, I, yes. I will say that for me, I, I mean, gospel music is such a big deal for me because it is like rhythmic. Like, I remember I was talking to somebody. I was at a funeral. 
Uh, and this is, it was sound sad, but like I was emotionless <laughs> for most of it, mm-hmm. just because it was like I mean I knew the person it was yeah. sad, but I was just like man yeah you know, know, know. and then like um somebody came up and sang a Yolanda Adams song no no this isn't uh Yolanda covered it see this is the thing I was talking about earlier where mm-hmm. you never know who made it <laughs> Yolanda covered it which is how I know it but somebody else sang it it was I'm going up the under going up the under if anybody asks you dun, 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 where I'm going and it was Aww. basically a song saying I'm going up to meet wow God yeah and like I just start bawling <laughs> Because like because it was because you feel it like it was like it hits you for the first time like oh this person is gone and like the song yeah. just like hits you where you feel like oh yeah man they are going up to meet God now well especially uh, when it's something that is slightly upbeat or tempo in a way that lacks that it's not maudlin right. in nature there's something that's actually more compelling and direct about that yeah where it's like calling the bluff of christianity like okay if we believe this then this is actually fine yeah and and so that connecting to that i could see how that could cause it was that it was a joyful thing yeah but also sad because but it's a joyful thing i was like yeah i'm sad she's gone but she's going to a better place type thing and it didn't yeah. hit me until that song until came on heard someone tell the story yeah, yeah. And, and like hitting in your history and like your nostalgia points right. too of like that kind of music. Yeah, like, oh. <laughs> it's it is it just it it makes me happy when I hear gospel because it just mm-hmm. yeah. it reminds me of the good parts of religion and faith yeah. essentially because just the feelings, uh, the old like Negro spiritual feelings too, where you just like man, my ancestors were singing this as they were trying to escape, yeah. <laughs> like. Uh, to a better life. So it's just like all that shit. Like somebody, and somebody told me that I was, I told the story to somebody else and it was like, yeah, man, it's cause that's ingrained in our DNA, you know? And that's why you start crying when it came on. And I'm just like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. It's just, it is literally was our only link to like better. We talked about this mm-hmm. earlier. So for me, it's just so uplifting and happy and it represents everything that's good about religion mm-hmm. uh, is the music of Christianity and gospel music. And then, and it was always the most fun part of church. Yeah. And then the sermon shit came on. It was like, all right, just go, <laughs> go to sleep, y'all. Yeah. Uh, it, is, it is pretty incalculable though on a cultural level how much we owe everything to gospel music yeah. like invading all the genres and stuff and then of course personally it's kind of incalculable too yeah how much people owe to it it is it's great i mean hip-hop r&b soul all of that yeah. has its roots from gospel and jazz mm-hmm. like that, that's where most music uh i mean probably except metal and country but even country probably comes from maybe country a little bit, a little bit metal. Metal, I'm not. I'm metal not sure. Metal came straight from hell. Yeah, <laughs> metal came from the opposite. Speaking <laughs> of straight from hell, <laughs> listen to this. This is a band. What is this? Oh, is a marching band doing melodies from that? No way. Here we go. Oh, it's coming. Hallelujah. <laughs> glory, glory. Oh, I can't wait for it to drop. Here it comes. <laughs> I fuck with that. I fuck with that. I just imagine an old deacon with his hat on, just like bouncing, like. 
Just do a like scoop dance. So Wait, get get to the. The take me to your arms. The keychain. That's awesome. Okay. There's yeah. like sparse crowd around. <laughs> yeah, they're like, around them. You can hear people <laughs> Poor marching bands. They're working so hard. That's pretty damn dope. So good. That's dope. Okay, one more. It almost seems like I'm hearing words. This is a 12th grade vocal class. Yes. Oh, Lord. Oh, no. These are all white kids. All no, white there's kids. one. There's one black gentleman <laughs> oh, yeah, right I see, there. I see. I see. I want to hear what they got. Listen. There's an announcement But are they singing that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah they do. It's pretty good. Bad. And she, she's controlling them pretty yeah. well. <laughs> but yes, I think there is one black man in it. Take me! <laughs> yeah. And then they pan over. There is one faculty member who's probably in his mid-50s. Okay, I, I lied. Here's the last one. <laughs> Kevin. This isn't really a cover. It's more of a reinterpretation. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Kevin. It's Bert and Ernie. Who's that? A was homemade that? Ernie? Ernie puppet. It's yeah. an Ernie puppet. <laughs> He's Kirk Franklin. <laughs> <laughs> this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. It's just Sesame Street singing melodies it's from heaven. Puppets. It's like a Brady Bunch grid. Yeah. <laughs> this is pretty damn dope. And Ernie is Ernie Kirk. is so into it. And Ernie is losing his mind. <laughs> <laughs> He's dancing. <laughs> <laughs> They're pretty good with the mouth movements. Yeah. <laughs> I like how respectful Big Bird is. <laughs> they all are just. This is great. Oh, I can't wait for this fight. Hold on. Here we go. This is pretty fucking great. I like that Ernie's like pacing back and forth. Oh my lord. Oh, this that is one of the funniest things. This is why I love the internet, man. Oh my god. Uh, we'll we'll post a link to that. Yes, you have to post a link to that. that. Wait, I was la- by myself in my apartment last night, 1230. I was like, this what a gift. That is amazing. <laughs> just like like the precision with which, okay, like, okay, and Ernie's kind of got to go like this at certain parts. Yeah. I mean, they had him dancing how Kirk would dance. Yeah. Just, just going like, all over the place. Grover, around. Elmo, the Big Bird, and Ernie. The perfect of your interests. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's, that's amazing. Oh, boy. That was worth it. That was worth <laughs> so it. I, I haven't I haven't listened to, because I, I don't listen to my own show. Uh, so <laughs> I haven't listened to the, uh, I haven't listened to the, uh, when we covered Melodies from Heaven mm-hmm. on the church I episode. Hear it. Uh, it's probably so bad. I don't, I wonder, this makes it. me want to hear like how it was, cause we had a, you know, do you guys know Greg Smith? No. Okay. Yeah. It, we had somebody just straight up come in and play piano for oh, us. Nice. So we didn't do it to a backing track. <clears throat> oh wow. Uh, and we just did it That's in so studio. Great. I want to, I want to. 
See if you can pull it up. Yeah, oh, can I you can. find it? Oh, I can find it. Okay, yeah. Great. That that white choir reminded me of my own choir experience because we had a black choir director uh-huh. who was he was so great and yeah. I wanted nothing but his approval. Was <laughs> he frustrated with you in particular? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but uh but I remember him trying to like get us to do we did a lot of like traditional choir songs, but he would try to get us to do like a gospel song one time. Mm-hmm. I remember so much of it was just being like because it was like a bunch of white kids and then a bunch of like exchange korean students who never tried at anything (laughs) so getting like anything close to what he knew was just so hard that's so funny we even did like an african song one time shut the dough keep out the devil no (laughs) do you know that song no no it's written by a white man no on the carnival cruise yeah, that sounds like a Caribbean song. Was yeah, it a Caribbean? Like Caribbean. Yeah. Yeah. Was it the theme song to Gola Gola Island? <laughs> this is Nick Jr. In yeah. that bright sunny weather, let's all go. Wait, do you have it? So this is yeah, we did it. We it was it was four people in a choir, and then me and Edgar. Okay. So it wasn't a true choir. Amazing. But and then somebody playing piano. So we're gonna hear everybody. You're gonna. <laughs> and we just had a, we just did a fake church service. We need to get on a choir again. Melodies <laughs> from heaven. Okay, that sounds good. You definitely got the Melodies from heaven. Melodies from heaven. This is just a Melodies from Heaven podcast yeah. now. <laughs> Take me in your arms and hold me close. Hey, better than I could do. Yeah, I mean. This is the first time I'm hearing all of this. And it's not bad. This is insane. What part were you doing? I don't remember. Eventually, I became Kurt. Okay. Because uh, I was like, nobody's doing it. Because you wanted to I coach. To do it. Yeah. yeah. Here we go. Two. couldn't. We couldn't do it full out. because. so great. Because we're on iHeart, they was like, "Yeah, man, we gonna flag that shit immediately." We will get taken down. Yeah, (laughs) so we had to do like we had to kind of karaoke it a little bit. Yeah, Yeah. which is why I was just like one, two. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man! Uh, Well, uh, let's get to our final judgments about Kirk Franklin and the family. And Cassandra and Cleveland and Cassandra God. Cleveland and GP. And <laughs> yeah. Uh, the way this works is we'll give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down, a holy okay. toast or holy roast. Holy toast, we send Kirk Franklin all the way to heaven. Heaven-bound. Come on! <laughs> it's holy roast, we send him to hell. <laughs> or if we're not sure, we put him in the space between. I feel like we'll be sure, though. <laughs> we don't case. need an option. Let's go. Let's start with Caroline. Holy toast, all the way up to my loud roof. Love this guy. Love this music. Had a great time. Um, I listened to it while I was in a bath last night, and it felt great. That's awesome. <laughs> Take <laughs> me in a bath and bubble up. Yeah. That's <laughs> puppet, amazing. Puppet arms. <laughs> um, no, it was great. He's so interesting, and I, I'm so confused by him yeah. <laughs> on a lot of levels and like figuring out how he did its performance and his branding and everything, but that's it. I love his music, and I love what he brought to gospel music and like the reinvention and new music and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, 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 yeah. The birth and the rebirth. Yeah. 
Didn't he have an album called Rebirth? I think. Uh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And then he had one Kirk called Franklin. The Afterbirth. That <laughs> <laughs> was disgusting. The placenta of Kirk Franklin. The placenta oh. of Kirk. That's gross. Uh, is it Holy Toast? Is Holy that Toast is the thumbs up. Of course, up, yeah. man. I'm going Holy Toast all the way. Two slices of toast. Hell yeah. Two slices of Holy <laughs> Two Toast. Two uh, double toast. We've never double gotten toast. that before. Ooh, yeah. Sourdough. Wow. Uh, ooh, good sour. Thick <laughs> Texas toast. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man. I mean... He is, there are so many great gospel artists uh, that you know by name, but he is a link between the gospel world and, for lack of a better term, the secular section of mm-hmm. music, mm-hmm. where people are like, I remember I went to some conference and Will Smith was there, and Kirk Franklin uh, played, so I've seen him perform live like two or three times oh, as well. Wow. Uh, he's very fun in concert because he's just a hype man. I bet. And and Will Will Smith was like, "Yeah, you know, I don't listen to gospel music, but whenever I need my gospel music, I need my little bit of fix. I get it from this man." And then Kurt Franklin <laughs> the like came out, so it is very much like that. Like he is a link where people who don't necessarily listen to a lot of gospel music can get that feel and kind of reintroduce themselves back into listening to shit that I know they grew up on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah, he is so influential in that respect. And, you know, he watches porn from beginning to end. Who doesn't respect like, that? Like, I'm a freak. <laughs> <laughs> who doesn't yeah. respect a man who can admit that? <laughs> that, is, that is such a good reputation. It's like, a, that's so hard. Rep- to, yeah, to, uh, to be able to, you know, like, span both sides and that no yeah. one's like, this guy is so religious that I can't stand him, you mm-hmm. know? Or, to but, widely command respect. Yeah, yeah, but like, oh, no, he's religious enough, but, like, his music is just stands by itself. It's so good. Yeah. And so that's and tough to do. he doesn't even sing. And he doesn't even Yeah, it's sing. like he gamed the system. <laughs> he gamed the system so hard. So yeah. Interesting. And it's genius. Good grief. Yeah. Well, I will, too, give him a holy toast. I grew up with Stomp and Revolution, and those were, I think, the only two songs of his <laughs> I've ever listened to. Mm-hmm. But then getting into the more, quote-unquote, traditional stuff like Kirk Franklin and the Family and that second album, like What You Looking For, I mm-hmm. think is what it's called. Yeah. But the number four. Uh, I just like him a lot. I like how he comes off in interviews. And I like, by the way, if you want to see, this is not YouTube, but you can find like Daily Motion or something. Mm. Kind of a, oh God. Oh my God. Someone doesn't like Daily Motion upstairs. (laughs) It sounds like someone ate it. I'm sure like to the listener, it just kind of sounds like faint little bumps and boobs, but it's it's an earthquake. My house is shaking. (laughs) The the performance of Ultralight Beam on SNL a couple years ago, Mm -hmm. because it was Kanye. It was Chance, and it was him. Yeah. And it is, like, such a strange performance. Parts of it are very moving, but he, like, arranged and conducted the choir, and then he comes on, and then he does, like, the prayer, and he does say, like, Jesus is the only way, and you have (laughs) to pray to him. And it's, like, like, it's one of the weirdest (laughs) things because everyone's A-game all around, and then Kanye's just kind of, like, mumbling, even with the auto-tune kind of off-key, where he's like, and he forgets the words at one point. Good Lord, Kanye. But but what struck me about that is it felt like, it was like, to Andre to Kirk with the gospel baton, it felt like Kirk to Chance with it. And that's what gospel music looks Mm -hmm. like now, in like 2016, 17, 18, 19. So, uh... So listen to Chance the Rapper too. He's a Christian. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this whole podcast was just to get you to listen to Chance, really. Hey. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, where, that's uh, where we're Chicago landing. guy. Oh, hey, that's right. Listen to Chance, y'all. 
Uh, but you can go to at Christian Fun Pod and you can give it a roaster toast. Get out there and Pokemon go to the polls. Should I switch it up with like a Beto thing or something? That was Warren. Great, <laughs> Warren. Oh, Warren. Elizabeth Warren. I am a Native American. <laughs> All right, let's bring it down. Let's bring it down to a quieter space. I don't know what like the gospel music equivalent to this kind of music would be. It would be like low piano, I feel like. Yeah, just organs. Yeah, because this is like a very contemporary worship, like Hillsongy understanding yeah. of like, and now the altar call. Just go if you want to know what the Christian, uh, the gospel version of this is. Just go listen to the last 15, 20 minutes of any preacher's sermon. Yeah, that's true. And whatever they're playing in that is this is kind of like the gospel version hum. of this. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of the last act. Yeah. Uh, Jacquees, on this show, we don't promote ourselves or lift up our projects. Okay. Or no, we do lift them up. We don't promote ourselves. We lift them up. Okay. I've only done this show 79 times. I don't know how it goes. Listen. It let's takes, start. It takes a while. It takes a village. <laughs> uh, let's start with Caroline. You can then promote me uh, to the Lord at Caroline's Farts uh, on Twitter and Instagram. And I'm going to lift up a show I've been loving called The Other Two. Um, our uh, guest Guy Branham writes on it, but uh, it is so funny. And our guest Joel Kim Booster writes on it. Oh, yeah, fun. that's right. Yeah. Um, it is a great show. Uh, I, I paid for that show. I bought it off of Amazon Prime. I wanted to watch it so bad. And it's so good. I highly recommend it if anyone wants just a really good comedy in their nice. lives. Very inclusive, too. Love it. Yeah. Hey. So I'm lifting up something that I want your people to check media out. Your yourself, okay. your project, Culture Kings to podcast. Him. And then anything you're enjoying in pop culture. That you're not doing it for the approval of man. You're doing I'm it doing it for the approval of the man upstairs. That's right. Of the man. <laughs> uh, at Jockey's Neil on all social lifting that up to you heavenly father uh gp um and yeah at culture kings pod or culture kings pod in general on iHeartRadio. go check that out uh we're doing a lot of weird shit that needs to be lifted up and i love it uh and you can also find me i'm an actor you know i'm mall night at ucb come check that out hey Uh, that's always a fun time something that I think is pretty dope right now. By the time this episode comes out, it'll probably be the movie Us. Uh, yes. Us. Shit. Go watch Us, y'all. <laughs> I'm also, if you haven't yet, I've been lifting this up for a few weeks. Go watch Umbrella Academy. Oh, the Umbrella uh, Academy. So good. What it, is that? Alan Page a and a monkey dancing around. That's all I yeah, know about this. Yes. <laughs> it's a show on Netflix. I guarantee you it'll be one of your favorite shows oh, you've watched okay. in a while. I'll watch that. Uh, it's so good. So, yeah. X-Men meets Wes Anderson-y, kind of. It's kind of like a Marvel movie, Caroline. Yeah. It's... <laughs> Can we finish up okay, here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I watched the first episode and you would be like, uh, I'm going to be just sitting on the couch for 10 hours. Awesome. It's great. That was kind of my plan for today anyway. There you go. That's you got I'll something do. to watch now. Okay, great. There you go. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Uh, you can lift me up at Kevin T. Porter everywhere. I will lift up Jenny Lewis's new album, On the Line. Ooh. She is one of the only people who everything she does I like. Uh, she's never had like, well, not for me. Uh, and I feel a kinship and companionship with her, Aww. you know, because of the, the noggin. Yeah, noggin well, problem. The hair. The hair problem. <laughs> the noggin problem. 
Red hair is not a problem, and it's that sort of language that makes us feel lesser than. <laughs> if your child is afflicted with a noggin problem, here there's a hotline for you. Redheads are known to be very sensitive oh as well. God. Oh man! Yeah, Can I also say you guys started the podcast talking about Chris Arbach? Oh, what's, what's his name? John Archibald. Arbuckle? John Arbuckle. John, <laughs> I was just gonna say, and I had no idea who that was. Who is that? <laughs> he's the he's the guy in Garfield. Oh, the he's comic the owner. Oh. of Garfield. <laughs> okay. He's you like didn't know mullet. Garfield's owner? <laughs> I'm sorry. Come I was on. thinking like, man, this must be a really funny dude. Uh, I mean, I he go watch some way. of his stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Showtime at the Apollo <laughs> with <Sad>. John Arbuckle. <laughs> so I'm dating again. That's weird. <laughs> you can lift us up at Christian Fun Pod everywhere. Go to patreon.com slash goodchristianfun for more good Christian fun every week. We do an episode every Friday. You can leave us a review on iTunes. Every review you leave, we donate a dollar to charity. What's this month's charity? It's the month of April now. We'll figure it out later. But for now, Charity Water's a good charity. Jackies, thank you so much thank for joining so us much, on the show. Thank you, Jackies. We're going to let you go see Jordan Peele now. Thank you so yeah. much. Tell him we say hello. I'll tell him what's up. I'll Check in and see how his soul is doing. And maybe uh, you can I may save be scared him. for yeah. a while, <laughs> yeah. so I may just sleep outside in the sun. Because yeah. <laughs> I'll be scared of the dark. <laughs> stay awake at night and yeah. sleep in the sun. This is going to be, yeah. uh, my fiance is in for some intense cuddling for the next few days. Intense Mostly out of cuddling. fear. <laughs> Don't let me go, baby. Don't let me go. Have you ever had a violent cuddling? Kind of. It's too tight. Uh, There's nothing left to say except for an all of Pod's people said, Amen. Amen. What song would you like us to go out on? What Kirk Franklin song? Ooh, what Kirk Franklin song? Uh, Oh, man, I didn't think about this. How about Hosanna? Hosanna? Okay. Let's pull that up. Yeah. I like that half of his albums are just live albums, too. Yeah. Yeah, Let me hear you make some Holy Ghost crazy noise right now. <laughs> yes, jam. Oh. Come on. Oh, this is the one where he says, come on. Yeah. <laughs> come on, Zion, clap those hands with me. Is about come to drop. Come on, all God's people. Come on, come on, Mike. Oh. Didn't expect that to drop, did you? (laughs) This must be a strange social experiment to watch two white people listen to a Kirk Franklin song for the first time. Like, oh, 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 this is pretty funky. (laughs) Oh, come on. This rocks. Come on. What's his name? All right, we'll see you next week on the show. <laughs> Goodbye. Say it again, say it again, say it again. Say it again, say it again, say it again. What a contribution. That's all he does oh, is just, again, again, again. <laughs> Not my tempo. What a guy. A little louder now. Oh, hey, y'all, it's me, Amy Grant, next week on GCF. Kevin and Caroline are playing a fun new game with a fun new guest. I'm not telling you anymore. I don't owe it to you. I don't owe you anything. I'm Amy Mother Grant. Who the hell are you, listener? I'm creator. Your odd... Sorry. You know what? Amy, Amy was getting a little power tripped out. 
my sincere apologies. But anyway, it's going to be fun. You'll like it. It's next week on GCF. Please forgive me. Amy, Mum, Grant, over and out. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>